Hello, everyone. The UK tour of the Cybersecurity Matters podcast continues today. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Christian Redshaw. Christian, how are you doing? Doing good. I'm feeling at home with my fellow Brits. I'm, a, I'm I guess, a half Brit, you could say. How are you doing? I thought you said you were a half twit, but half we'll go twit. with half no, Brit. Yeah. <laughs> That's a matter of opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Depends who you ask, right? Um, uh, I know we're, we're, we're continuing that tour with Lee and, and Fordham. And do we know who today's guest is or is it another mystery? Um, I've been given some indications, but I won't give that away. I'll leave that for Lee to do. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we will pause here. We'll continue on with this British tour and we'll bring on our mystery guest. Let's do it. Lee, thanks for joining us again on the podcast today. It's my pleasure. And... Uh, who we have here today. <laughs> uh, we're joined by um, Nigel Woods uh, from AppCure. Nigel, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining us. Well, thanks, everyone. I really enjoy uh, being on these things. Welcome, Nigel. So let's get right into it here. Thanks so much for being on the show. We are Cybersecurity Matters, and I'm going to ask that as a question to you, good sir. Uh, why does cybersecurity in your opinion, matter? So the problem we have is that we have applications and desktops that are uh, vulnerable and can easily be um, hacked uh, and uh, need to be secured. So um, cybersecurity is all about making sure that you're giving a desktop that has that security that we need to, to, to allow us to do our job. Yeah, that's, that's a good way of summing it up. <laughs> um, in 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 sort of my my start question as we as we dive down this road, you know, um, organizations are you know increasingly relying on you know applications as more and more organizations become very data driven, very app centric, um, and I think maybe just dovetailing into the whole concept of you know legacy applications. You know, there's some organizations that you know are able to modernize their applications. Uh, others, um, depending on the sector, some cling to legacy applications. What problem does legacy applications pose to organizations from a security perspective? And what is a legacy application? That's a good yeah, question. What is it? Very good question. Yeah. So legacy application is an interesting one. We actually say that no application is legacy. It's actually that the operating systems won't support those applications. So it's actually the operating systems that are legacy rather than the applications. And what makes it a legacy is that it can't be installed onto what we call a modern desktop. So Windows 10, Windows 11, of course, now, and some of the virtual desktop uh, things that we do as well. So if it can't be installed on there, then it's considered a legacy application. If it can't be installed, that means that you're keeping an, uh, a desktop that is um, out of support, uh, maybe not being patched, so then this is where cybersecurity matters because you're basically opening up vulnerabilities uh, in your organization by having anything that's on a essentially a, a legacy operating system. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I'm seeing in the industry as well, a lot of oh, companies don't really realize that there's these vulnerabilities in their organization. And, you know, you just mentioned one there, unsupported operating systems. You know, how do you tackle that? That's, you know, a huge challenge um, for, for organizations to, to, to manage um, and close that vulnerability. But I guess, um, you know, the, the, you know the, the options available to organizations are, you you know you put a file around it. You hope and pray that it's not attacked. You know, uh, you know that seems very much like a sticky plaster, I guess. You know, um, to to try and solve uh, the the issue. And I think also what's really important is uh, wait a compliance. minute. You're talking about band aids. Band-aids. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I need to change my time. For those in our North American audience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think the, the other thing there as well to be considered, you know, compliance and regulatory requirements, you know, organizations need to be compliant. And, and this is a huge challenge for, for many organizations to, to, to try and overcome. But, but your solution, you know, um, overcomes this, I believe you know you can help organizations overcome these um, compliance issues and and obtain the you know credentials that they need yeah exactly so what we can do with AppCure our product is essentially take any application now what we're saying with any application is any Windows desktop application. So this could be anything back to Windows 95. Um, we don't see much Windows 95 these days, to be fair, but we're doing Windows 2003, which has been out of support for seven, eight, ten years maybe, and um, extremely vulnerable. And these, it's not just one or two people using these. These are core systems for some very significant um, organizations. And... That's got to be, we've got to find some way of taking these um, applications and moving them. So what we can do is we can capture those applications so that the actual application that's running on those desktops, we can capture them and then we bundle them up and we can package them into a format that will run on Windows 10, Windows 11 or what we consider is the modern desktop. In terms of sectors, like do you see certain sectors uh, have more of a legacy application challenge than others? Like, is it like financial sector, manufacturing sector? Do you, w w what are you seeing? Yeah, it's it, yet again very interesting. If you look at the manufacturing uh, sector, it's it's a very difficult se sector. We've got um, cases of big oil tankers being run on Windows XP, which is out of support. Of course, we have a lot of medical uh, side. There's a lot of applications that link to x-rays and, and these things have uh, been around for many years and many of them are running on very old operating systems. Probably one of the interesting ones, and this is what we've been doing a lot of work on, is, uh, for instance, law firms, uh, because they have to maintain these records forever. And uh, so them, those records will be in, on applications that were probably written in the mid-90s and you've still got to maintain those records somehow. So you've got to be able to reference back. So those applications have got to be available and very difficult to migrate all of that data. So what's happening is that they've been stuck in, to, in this time warp. Um, but as, as Lee said, you know, we have uh, a lot of security compliance now. Over here, we have Cyber Essentials in the UK. Um, different countries have different ways of, of making sure that 
companies will not be allowed to operate or trade if they don't have the particular certifications that are out for those uh, those regions. If they haven't got it, they can't trade. So the option is for us with somebody, something like AppKia to take those applications, move them to the modern desktop and remove all of that legacy. Absolutely. I think another component to this is, you know, whilst we're talking about the core legacy application or the, the operating system being out to date, what about the hardware dependencies as well? You know, there's there's a huge amount of hardware out there, no longer supported. You know, you can't move the application, can't move the operating system. The hardware dependencies are so entwined into um, into their solution, you know, into their product, their line of business applications that run these organizations. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely something, uh, you know, a challenge that I believe, you know, the, the, the team at AppCure can overcome. What tends to happen, there's two sides of this. There's, there's the, the devices that these things are controlling. They could be, for instance, in manufacturing, they could be controlling an oil tanker or um, manufacturing car machine parts, car parts. Um, so we we have to find ways of of taking that interface and making work into the modern desktop. And then there's usually the the pieces that are needed for that. So we will take things like, for instance, we've got one where a train has to connect to what's was called the serial port. We don't have serial ports anymore, so we have to find a USB device uh, connector to, to do these things but then we can make these things work so if they don't do this they can't uh, move to anything towards the modern desktop so nigel i'm just wondering when i think about the interactions that you're having with your clients in the early days so whether it's you approaching them or they're talking amongst themselves what is it that kind of triggers the, their conversation with you in other words, how does that conversation go where they go, okay, we want to modernize uh, our applications and, and get them working for us? Or like, like what is the typical um, conversation around that? Yeah, so security comes in quite often. It's a security audit that has identified that these applications are on legacy OS operating system, I should say. And um, that sort of triggers an immense panic while they try and work out how to move forward. Um so they they tend to be the urgent ones, and um, but what we're seeing is people are still trying to migrate to Windows Ten, for instance. That's the what was until this week the latest operating system, but of course um, Windows Eleven is out. So that as they're moving through, they're getting to the stage where they've they're they may have only ten percent of their machines that they can't move. But they're the ones they've got to. So we see desktop migrations. So we could be part of that. Um, quite often, we've seen that uh, people have had vulnerabilities and have been made aware of um, uh, some malware getting in through the back door of these um, these legacy OSs. So that yet again, we're, we're called in because we need to be able to fix those vulnerabilities. Very good. I imagine, Nigel, that, I mean, um, as organizations, especially smaller mid-sized organizations, embark on broader digital transformation movements and investments, uh, part of that would be moving legacy <laughs> applications into a more modern sphere. Um, 
do you find that there's, um, I know we are talking about sectors earlier, but are there certain sizes of organizations? Like you see this more of a challenge with larger enterprises? Is this more of a challenge with the small and mid-size? Um, uh, curious to your thoughts on that. Yes, it's, it's a mixture. It, it's, it tends to be verticals, to be fair. It doesn't matter what size you are. It could be just 10 people in a, uh, in a small uh, manufacturing department, for instance, could have the problem. But it's also against uh, these massive verticals, local and central government, for instance, um, is huge area education. And we're talking to so many universities and further education uh, departments where they they just have no control over uh, over these applications that have been around for years. Um, and they tend to have the lack of centralization of uh, purchasing. So it, it, that's another area that we see. So each department have had the opportunity to buy what they want and use what they want and unfortunately they don't want to give up what they want (laughs) but if it's not working on the modern desktop something's got to give i think also cost as well cost of upgrading these applications you know that's a a huge factor here i think yeah Um, we've seen a lot of of course what's what the aim of all of this is to get to cloud options software as a service for instance and and take away that security risk but uh, as lee said you know we have uh, you know, that, that could be millions of pounds worth of investment, millions of dollars or any currency uh, worth of investment, um, which tends to be one that can be the blocker. But the other thing is that we're seeing is it's scheduled for six month rollout. These tend to take six months, 12 months, 18 months. So the legacy piece is still there while they're trying to embed these new new um packages to allow them to move forward so that's so it's it's, it's cost and time to to do these um, and we've seen it you know we've we've seen in large organizations years and years to actually get to the stage of actually moving to a new new uh packaging new format of uh, of an application yeah and i'm guessing the the solution you know from appcure you know uh, enables the customer to to, to sort of keep a you know keep alongside that timeline of change of regulatory requirements because you know I, I know that you know Cyber Essentials Essentials Plus in the UK is 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 a massive um, you know massive tick box exercise for them and you know one year they obtain it the next year the regulatory requirements change you know we're now saying there's no legacy applications allowed in the environment you know that's a, that's a huge challenge to, yeah. to and, keep and, up and, with and that probably raises the next piece around um, what we can call evergreen um, is a term where we, we've got to maintain these applications we can't get to this situation again where we're running something that was written in 1995 and nobody knows how to update it it's got to be anything that we install we need to be able to one check to make sure that that application we're installing is valid, it doesn't have malware, doesn't have keyloggers in them, all of these sort of security threats that we see. Um, but we we can't just do that once because invariably these applications will could have a monthly, three-monthly cycle. And every time you up- update those applications, you're putting a potential of a vulnerabilities in there. So we have to, to make sure, and another area of what we do with AppCure is, is actually every time we uh, package an application, we will send it through a, a basically a machine that will check for anything like keyloggers, vulnerabilities, patch levels, and, and make sure that 
that version is okay before you move on to the next ones. And then if the Windows um, up, Windows updates, as we know, come all of the time, that can actually break applications. So we need to check to make sure that those those patches you're putting on is not going to break those applications. So that's the evergreen piece of what we do at Accio. Excellent. Very good. So, so that's amazing. And Nigel, we're really grateful for, for you sharing uh, your wisdom and insights with, with us today. That, that uh, 20 minutes just flew right by. We're running low on time. But we wanted to thank you for uh, carving time out of your uh, uh, day and your evening uh, for joining us today on the Cybersecurity Managed Podcast. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Cheers, Nigel. Cheers. Christian and I will be right back to wrap up today's episode. Well, that was a really interesting conversation with Nigel. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. What, what were some of your key takeaways? Yeah, well, I mean, I think about what, what they're actually doing at uh, AppCure and bringing legacy old applications on old operating systems uh, into the modern age. Um, and really, who cares about that? It, you know, IT people care, but uh, what about business leaders? Well, why do they care? As Nigel so uh, eloquently put it, um, you can't trade at times, you can't stay in business if you don't do this among other cyber sec- important cybersecurity measures. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, both both Lee and Nigel mentioned the F word, but not the word you're thinking of. Um, the word that they brought was future pr- proofing, and I thought that was really r- would really resonate with a a business uh, owner or an executive. Again, at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you're future proofing your organization and need to future proof uh, the most critical applications in your business. So I think that was a really uh, resonating term for me. Amen. Um, hopefully, you, uh, everyone uh, enjoyed today's episode, and uh, we want to make sure we give a special thanks to our loyal listeners and viewers who join us each and every week. Uh, if you have missed an episode, please do double uh, uh, check back on previous episodes, either on your favorite podcasting platform uh, or on the Cybersecurity Matters YouTube page. Until next time, be well, be safe, and we'll catch you again on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. Mm-hmm.